Welcome to the Vaco County Pulse. This special legislative edition of the Pulse is focused on the issues before the 2020 General Assembly session. This podcast is developed by the Virginia Association of Counties and shares with our listeners the pulse of Virginia County government. I'm Dean Lynch, Vaco Executive Director and your host for County Legislative Briefings. Join me throughout the General Assembly session for County Legislative Briefings to review the top county legislative news. I'm excited to have in the studio today Delegate Terry Kilgore representing the First House District, which includes the counties of Scott, Lee, and Wise, otherwise known as the Lena Wisco Planning District in Southwest Virginia. Terry and I have known each other since childhood and our football playing days at Gate City High School. We played on many championship teams together for the Blue Devils back in the day. Terry, it's great to have you with us at VACO today. Well, it's great to be here, uh, Dean. Thank you for what you all do, VACO. Uh, you do a great job for uh, your counties uh, all across uh, Virginia, and it's great to see you all up in the Capitol. I know you, uh, I see you about every day up there, so that's uh, great. We've got a lot going on. Great. This week has been a very eventful week here at the Capitol. We started off Monday with 22,000-plus citizens participating in a gun rally and capped the week off with 500-plus Southwest Virginians coming to the Capitol to advocate for Southwest Virginia. What did, it, what did this mean to you and other legislators uh, to see so many citizens advocating at the Capitol? Dean, that's what democracy is all about. I mean, you know, we have all those folks here, and I've, I've never actually uh, witnessed uh, so many people being at the Capitol. Uh, and been here 27 years in my 27th session, never, uh, never witnessed something uh, like that. And, and I'm just so thankful uh, that it was peaceful so thankful that uh, folks got to say and and present what they wanted to present uh, this week and more exciting also was uh, having all the folks from southwest virginia and the reception that we were able to have and i know that uh, you were there and a lot of your vaco uh, folks were there and it, it was just a great uh, opportunity to to highlight what's going on in southwest virginia and to talk to uh, our state uh, leaders and talk to our state agencies about the needs and what we uh, want to look at going forward. So it was a great opportunity. You know, Terry, I, I went, at the reception, I noticed that we had several local government officials really trying to get and get and talk to some of the state officials talking about economic development opportunities and things like mm -hmm. that uh, to help Southwest Virginia. So I think it was a really good time to have uh, the folks from Southwest here. Oh, I think I think it was too. You know, you, the key thing about to what was going on Wednesday night, we had a lot of the funding agencies there, had a lot of the uh, planning agencies there. So that that's uh, good to uh, for us. I think it's a really good investment of time for us to put all those folks together in one room and talk about what's going on, talk about the needs, and talk about the future of Southwest Virginia. So it's it was a, a great evening. And some great news, I think, yesterday that uh, we received was that uh, Lena Wisco Planning District, which is your area, uh, got a VADI grant, uh, about $800,000 in broadband funding. Uh, oh, man, that that is just great. And it, uh, mo uh, all that is going to go in the Lee County uh, near Seminary and back uh, uh, west uh, down through there. And it's uh, uh, Scott County uh, Telephone uh, Cooperative uh, is going to be... Uh, 
implementing that grant and it's going to hook up a lot of folks and you know allow a lot of opportunities for uh, those citizens there in that part of lee county you know if they want to work for home uh do other you know even if the uh, their kids want to go to uh, school at that uh you know participate at with mountain empire at that uh, first class period so it's going to be an opportunity for uh those citizens there in that uh, particular area of lee county that's really going to grow economic development opportunities in that whole area yeah. that, uh, where it's really, really needed. Yeah, and Dean, you know that uh, when folks, uh, businesses are looking at an area, first thing they want to know, do you have broadband, do you have cell service? Um, those are the two things they want to know. So uh, that's going to be key uh, to move that region forward. Terry, as a senior legislator, you have seen the power in the legislature shift several times uh, between the political parties. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to continue to be an effective leader and representative of Southwest Virginia? And how, how have you developed coalitions uh, that get measures passed and that benefit your, your constituents? Well, Dean, first of all, you got to be nice to people. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the key thing. You know, you know, you, you, uh, you know, we, we grew up in Southwest Virginia where, you know, folks are, you know, nice to people, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, you've got to. Uh, be you mean we to, don't have road rage down there? No, we don't have road rage. You know, you, we don't have all that. But, uh, Dean, if, um, you know, the way I, I look at it, you know, there's a lot of folks that uh, have the same problems that Southwest Virginia has, you know, that we experience the same demographics that a lot of the urban areas experience. Uh, then we got a lot of folks that uh, have the same issues uh, in, in Northern Neck, Shenandoah Valley. So you just got to bring all those uh, folks together. And, you know, don't forget our Northern Virginia uh, colleagues, you know, I was one of the ones that really helped with Amazon to really help uh, uh, move that project forward. I mean, does it necessarily help Southwest Virginia? Not necessarily, but it helps the Commonwealth and has a Commonwealth, you know, it's going to help uh, that bottom line and uh, hopefully get some investments in Southwest Virginia. So, you know, you just got to work hard. Uh, I've been on both sides, uh, minority and majority, and now back to minority. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, as a whole, all of us Southwest Virginia uh, legislators, we come together and work for what's good for uh, South uh, Southwest Virginia. And uh, we don't get uh, hyper-partisan, so we, we, we just work together. You know, Terry, I, I have noticed in, in VACO and working with uh, the group uh, of legislators from Southwest Virginia that you all really get together, you talk together, you you uh, actually strategize on ways to, to help uh, Southwest Virginia together, and, you know, it's really interesting to see that. Yeah, uh, and, you know, the key point there is we actually like each other, and, you know, we're good friends, and, and we talk uh, out of session. We talk uh, two or three times a day out of session, so that's what's, what's good about uh, being with the Southwest uh, group. Uh, we're all good friends, and we're all about putting Southwest uh, Virginia uh, forward, and, and uh, that's, you know, that's what's important. Let me talk a little bit about some legislation that's, yeah. uh, that, that's introduced this session. You're a chief co-patron of House Bill 785, which is a revenue fairness issue. Specifically, this bill equalizes the revenue authority of county, cities, and towns by granting a county the same authority to raise revenue uh, to provide core services, like public education, public safety, and human services. Why did you decide to be chief co-patron of the bill and why do you feel it's important for counties to have the same ability to raise revenue as cities and towns? Well, I mean, I just think it's very important, especially representing rural area uh, like uh, I do. Uh, 
uh, when you look at the options right now, the only option they have is real estate, personal property. And it's always been a fairness issue with me. If, if cities could do it, why, why can counties not uh, uh, you know, tax the same, uh, had the same taxing opportunities. And luckily this year, you know, Vivian Watts is, uh, the cha new chairman of finance. She's take a great interest in the bill. She and I've met a couple of times and went through the bill and, you know, looked at it and said, Hey, let, let's don't say taxing authority. This is about fairness. And that's what it's about. You know, giving our boards of supervisors the same opportunity that a city council member has in the city of Richmond or uh, the city of Danville or city of Bristol, uh, wherever that uh, city may be, uh, you know, it's, it's just simply about fairness. And uh, I, I think the bill has a good chance. I know it's something that you and Vaco has been working on for or since I've been here. And uh, this is an opportunity to move that bill forward this year. You know, we have the same pressures in the counties that the uh, cities have of uh, funding K-12, public, public education, pu public safety services, mm -hmm. and human services. And, and it's, really, it's really been tough for a lot of counties, especially in the rural areas, to be able to uh, fund those core services at a level that, that their citizens demand. Uh, it just puts more pressure on the real estate, personal property tax, and whereas cities and towns have the other options. In, yeah, and, and it allows them to spread it out oh, and where everybody pays something. So that, that's, that's what's good about this tax fairness bill. Call that a little bit of smoothing, yes. I guess you'd call it. Yes. That's what Virginia retirement, the retirement system calls it. So, yes. So, uh, several tax fairness bills have been introduced in a session. Do you have a sense of, you know, how, do, how are the other ones going to fare? And is this the, do you think this is the year that this could happen? I, I, think, I think some of it's going to happen, Dean. I'm not sure how much is going to happen. I think uh, a lot of this is going to be put into a study that is going to be going on over this next year to try to look at our whole tax system. You know, if if we look at our whole tax system, you know, we you know we we've got a lot of archaic uh, taxes that we need, probably need to look at, but we also need to protect our counties, our uh, and our localities, and make sure that we're not. Uh, mandating uh, costs back on them without funding. So we've got to uh, look at all this and uh, and look at what other states, look at how other states are funding uh, as it relates to education, what they're allowing their counties or their uh, cities to uh, tax and things of that nature. So we're going to have to look at this whole tax system. It's been, I don't know how many years it's been since we've really had a deep dive into uh, you know, equalizing and and changing the whole tax system, but it's something that we really need to do. And I think this red your revenue bill really focuses on excise taxes, which right. would probably most likely include food and beverage, transient transient mm -hmm. occupancy, admissions tax, and those kind of things, and, and also cigarette tax. And I think part of the problem that we've seen is is with the cigarette tax on implementing the cigarette tax. How do you do that? Right now we have the stamp uh, out there in Northern Virginia. We have a stamp on cigarettes in all the cities and towns and uh, just trying to find a way to to actually implement that. You know, that's that's really going to be the tough job. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tough job and it's something that hopefully a lot of the counties can come together and develop a I'm sure if it, I'm sure there's an app for it or something they can they can figure all that out. There's technology is uh, 
technology is so advanced right now. I hope hopefully the counties can come together and you know where one county wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel that we can come up with a way uh, to do that. I'm sure I'm sure we'll we'll get over that hurdle. Well, Terry, we're we're committed to sit down uh, as counties and develop a solution, yeah. not a long go, ongoing uh, for the for the cigarette tax. We just need the authority. Right. Okay. Well, just, it'd be just great keep if, that in mind. It'd be great if FACO <laughs> could just come up with a way to do it. I'm yeah. sure you can. <laughs> All right. Um, if this bill passes, which is House Bill 785, what would it mean for Southwest Virginia for core services? Well, I mean, it, w- it would give uh, options. It would give some options for uh, our, our boards of supervisors, uh, you know, because if you look at our boards of supervisors, spe- specifically in southwest Virginia and specifically in the coal areas, they've lost a lot of money from the coal severance tax. Uh, they're not going to see that money come back. And they're sh- uh, scrambling right now to try to find other revenue sources without driving up those property taxes and those personal those real property taxes those personal property taxes where folks just actually can't pay it pay those so uh it's going to provide uh, a lot of options it's going to help uh, your core services like k through 12. it's going to help us uh, keep our teachers and and uh, allow our, our counties to meet uh, those requirements that the state requires for matching and things of that nature. So it, it's very important, and hopefully it'll allow them to take some of their dollars, or whether it's in hotel tax or something, and focus on economic development a little bit more, uh, beef up some of their economic developers. You know, one thing with core services that are that are in Southwest Virginia, there's not a lot of, I mean, these these are true core services that are mandated by the state. Mm-hmm that locals are continuing to have problems funding year after year after year. And uh, hopefully this will give a tool, uh, an additional tool for them to be able to use if they so choose to use it. There's no mandate. Right. It, there's no mandate. And it's up to the elected, and that's what I like, it's up to elected Board of Supervisors to choose what they would like to do uh, in this. Let's switch just a little bit, a minute, to uh, talk about a little bit about budget amendments. Uh, we have seen a lot of interest and requests this year from from the members in the House. In fact, the uh, House Appropriations Committee spent nearly four hours going over budget amendments uh, this this week. What amendments have you introduced? Uh, what's what's out there that you know that you're you're trying to push for as far as the budget is concerned? Well, uh, Dean, I uh, introduced some budget amendments as it relates to. Uh, EVA-wise, because that's a big economic driver in Southwest Virginia. But I also, uh, we got a Daniel Boone Wilderness Trail. It's also your alma mater, right? Alma mater. Got the Daniel Boone Wilderness Trail uh, down in uh, Dufffield that uh, we've got a new, great new building down there that uh, focuses on the, uh, you know, the explore, exploration of Southwest Virginia by Daniel Boone and the way west. So that's a big, uh, that's a big project. But also, uh, I put in some uh, uh, budget amendment for a teacher raise, uh, put in a budget amendment for brownfields, uh, for brownfields and uh, abandoned mine land uh, restoration so that we could, so that we can use those dollars to attract uh, solar farms, wind farms, uh, things of that nature so that, uh, and I've been working with the EPA, been working with uh, some of the other federal agencies on getting money and just setting up a fund. So that's, uh, uh, those are some of the things. And most of my, most of my uh, budget amendments are focused on economic development and ways to uh, grow Southwest Virginia. 
Have you been able to develop a coalition around some of those budget amendments from Southwest Virginia legislators? Oh yeah, or, all, or all of us, all, all the Southwest legislators supporting the budget amendments, but also the 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 brownfield ones. You know, that applies statewide because there's brown fields everywhere. And the key point there is it allows your localities to uh, allows these solar farms to go on these brownfields and not take up your farmland. Uh, you know, in the valley or uh, other places, and you know that that helps your uh, our localities and you know where they're uh, farming, and you know you don't want to use your great you know farmland uh, for solar farms. So uh, you know this could be a win-win, uh, and uh, for all of uh, Virginia, really. Uh, following up on that, uh, we've been working with the solar industry for over a year in meetings mm -hmm. and discussing things on ways to provide incentives for for counties who want to do develop solar farms and, and be a part of that. So we hope that uh, there's some legislation this year that's going to come out that's really going to give another tool in the toolbox for counties that, uh, that if they choose to do solar and want to mm -hmm. participate in that, that they can provide some incentives for Oh, I, I think so. And uh, another another area we're looking at over the, over the year, over this next year, we're studying, working with VEDP, is on data centers and uh, trying to get that tax rate exactly right on data centers, you know, the uh, the property, the personal property tax on what goes with data centers. A lot of counties, you know, are now uh, this is newfound money, so they're trying to figure out where that sweet spot is on the tax rate. So that's something we're going to be working uh, on with uh, VEDP, working with uh, Northern Virginia Technology Council, and the Southwest uh, County, so it's a that's a pretty big uh, study that's going to be going on over the next year. Well, that's a pretty big coalition too. Yes, when it you, is. When you include all that, that's great. Yeah, uh, you're the, you're a patron of several bills that in, truly impact Southwest Virginia: telehealth services, public education, human services, uh, motion picture production. Can you tell our listeners why these are important to Southwest? Well, all, those those are all important because it's just a tool in a toolbox for Southwest Virginia. You know, the motion picture, you ask somebody said, well, why are you interested in motion pictures, Terry? Well, you know, I'm interested because, you know, the, the way this tax credit is set up, it uh, really gives a uh, tax credit for those distressed areas, and it would apply not only to Southwest Virginia, but apply to the uh, in, in urban areas of uh, the Commonwealth, so it would bring those dollars into uh, those particular areas. And, and you know, I've got uh, bills in, you know, like the Brownfield we discussed, got the uh, casino bill in for the city of uh, Bristol down there, so, uh, you know, but the key thing about that bill is that the revenue is shared with all those counties around Bristol. So that's the key point there. You know, we're, we know it's newfound. We're, we're, we're ready, able, ready and able to help Bristol. But in doing so, it's going to really put a lot of dollars back into a Lee County, into a Scott County, Washington County. So that's, that's very exciting for us in southwest Virginia. And if, I, if I'm... Uh have done my homework. I think this is uh, the Hard Rock yes. Casino, Resort and Casino, uh, situated, maybe probably situated in Bristol at the old Bristol Mall mm -hmm. uh, area, but but really the, the revenue that's generated from that is going to just 
help all of Southwest it's Virginia, help not all. just the city of Bristol. It, exactly. Exactly, Dean. We're going to really help all of Southwest Virginia, and, and that's why we have such uh, broad support in uh, Southwest Virginia. Key point there is it also has a voter referendum. You know, the voters have to accept it, but we, we think they're going to accept that because it, it provides a big opportunity. Be a huge boost to Southwest Virginia. Huge boost. Uh, speaking of economic development, there's a lot of activities surrounding economic development in Southwest Virginia. I've read many articles in the paper, seen a lot on social media regarding Invest Southwest Virginia. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Invest Southwest Virginia. You know, Invest, Dean, Invest Southwest Virginia was a, a, a brainchild of a lot of us legislators because we didn't feel that we were getting a lot of leads, that we were getting those great leads uh, for Southwest Virginia. So we said, okay, if we can't rely on Richmond to help us, let's help ourselves. So we put money from the Tobacco Commission, raised some private money to uh, set this program up. And I'll tell you, we've been working hard. Uh, Will, uh, Will Payne has been working you know, just, I mean, calls every day or emails you every day. So he's doing a lot of work. And we uh, we have a, hopefully we're going to have a big announcement in the next uh, little bit on uh, uh, a big number of jobs in southwest Virginia that we've been working on for the past three or four months. And uh, uh, it's going to pay off. I mean, this is really, uh, really going to pay off. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. that's, that's good for Southwest Virginia, good right. for all of the Commonwealth. Right. Uh, anything else that you'd like to, to share with us? No, I mean, uh, Dean, I just really want to say how much we appreciate VACO. You know, you're up here fighting every day for uh, your lo localities, your counties. And, you know, when— With you. Uh, well, I know with me, but I'm just saying uh, a lot of times you'll look at legislation or I'll look at legislation. I don't see how in the world it could affect a county. And all of a sudden, Dean Lynch shows up at my door and says, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you know, we've got something going on here, and it, this is going to cost the counties. And, uh, you know, without your all's expertise, uh, without uh, your team's expertise, uh, a lot of folks uh, over up on the hill would not know uh, what, how uh, certain legislation is going to affect the county. So we really appreciate what you do and uh, and what you do for uh, your localities and and I really appreciate uh, having someone like you with roots from Southwest Virginia, roots from rural Virginia, being in this position. Terry, thank you for your service to the Commonwealth and to the Virginia counties and for being with us on the County Pulse. Thank you, Dean.